Big Rap Show podcast is kindly sponsored by G1 Reads. They are the champion's choice, with many bands around the world playing G1 products, providing everything you'd need to hit the circle or the big stage. So check out G1Reads.com as they keep the lights on here at the Big Rab Show podcast. Hello there, and welcome to another Big Rab Show. How you doing? Hope you're all keeping well out there in podcast land. Yeah, you guessed it. Another week has rolled around in the podcasting world, and we're back again for even more bagpiping shenanigans. So what else would you be at on a Wednesday? Every single Wednesday, for that matter. For over 360 episodes now at this point. That's kind of crazy, isn't it? 360 episodes, that's nuts. I can, even I can't believe that. Um, anyway, uh, there was an, an email we received a while ago saying, Hi, Rab, you're thundering your way to port- towards 400 episodes now. Um, <clears throat> I don't even want to look that far ahead, but yeah, it's looking that way, isn't it? Yeah, so I don't know. Maybe we'll have to give Lincoln Hilton another tap to see if he'll write us a new tune. <laughs> oh, who knows? But anyway, let's get into this week's show, shall we? Well, first of all, if this is your first ever Big Rab show, then you are welcome. This is the show for the bagpiping folk. <laughs> Reflecting everything in the bagpiping world, be it Celtic music, folk music, or indeed our bread and butter, which is competitive piping and drumming. Each and every week we're here thumping out the bagpiping goodness and talking about what we know and love to be the music of the great Highland Bagpipe and its people. And yes, like every other podcast out there, we do have a Patreon, where you can click on support, be part of the Patreon faithful, and get your mitts on loads of extras. Now, I mean... There is, at this point, there's now years worth of content there, alright? I don't think you can actually physically download every single episode of Fuse uh, and listen to it all within the same week. I think there's now months and months and months worth of audio, hours and hours and hours worth of radio recordings there. So, yeah, tons. So, if you do want to click on support, go ahead. All that extra stuff is there. Go ahead, treat yourself. Uh, there may also be a few little goodies released over the holidays as well for Patreon supporters. So um, <clears throat> that's all I'm going to say. But there'll be some added extras for Patreon subs. Yeah, uh, there's never been a better time. Yeah, anyway, let's fly on. Well, with each and every Big Rab Show pod, we always open the door to listener mail. And our email address has never changed from the beginning. BigRabShow at gmail.com. That address again, BigRabShow at gmail.com. Now... As you can imagine, we got a wealth of email following last week's episode, The 12 Products of Christmas, and a load of people out there either saying, oh, you missed talking about this product, this distributor, whatever, and then we also missed talking about this new release from this band, this CD, this album, this book, this... There's so much out there. We did say this on on the pod last week, that there was honestly... A wealth of great piping stuff all across the scene. And absolutely, you should go out there and support your band, your artists, all of it. So, yeah, (laughs) I guess because we had to limit it to 12 products, and even at that, we didn't really successfully limit it to 12. Uh, It was over that. I think it was 13 or 14 we ended up at. Because we had to limit it, that's why we didn't mention certain products, places, distributors, businesses, things like that. All right, so, hey. I did know we were going to get listener mail on that. We do every year, actually. But we do uh, also get some uh, listener mail in from folks who are saying, 
that yeah, that really helped them, actually. We've got one in here from Shirley. It said, Hi, Big Rab. Thanks so much for your episode last week. Really saved my bacon. Went straight on to Scott Curry Music and ordered the husband's Christmas present. Oh, there you go. No bother, Shirley. Uh, so, she didn't tell us actually what she bought, uh, but... Hi, there you go. I'm glad we were able to point you in the right direction. And we've got a few others like that as well. Didn't want to be named on the pod this week. Uh, so, yes, if you are out shopping and all of that and wondering what to get for Christmas gifts for that piper, that drummer, piping fan in your life, do go back. Listen to last week's episode. Yeah, that'll hopefully help you. All right. So, again, if you do have any thoughts, feelings, queries, questions, anything like that, do email them into us and we'll bring them to a future episode of the show, as always. Show at gmail.com. I've got a feeling that we're going to get quite a few emails following this week's episode. Uh, Not just because of the topic, but uh, because of some of the news and updates that we're about to get through. And uh, hmm, I think our news and updates may well have inspired this week's Word of the Week. So uh, yeah, it's time for this week's Word of the Week. Word of the Week here on the Big Rabsha Podcast. Failure. Yes, this week's Word of the Week is failure. Now, we're not talking about failure in your own plan. Now, we have talked about this before. I think failure was a previous Word of the Week one time before, uh, where we did talk about it from a perspective that failure was necessary to improve and... Yeah, if you fail, you must try and try again, that kind of thing. Uh, So you can't have success without it. But what inspired this week's Word of the Week, failure, is in reference to a recent story that has been published on PipesDrums.com, which we're about to talk about in all of their news and updates, where there is a very clear indication now at this point that we are looking as if we're only going to get two major championships in 2024. Yeah, it's looking like the Scottish Championships and the World Championships are the only ones going to be in the calendar, following a big email or letter that was sent from the RSPBA chairman, Kevin Riley. Yeah, and that was sent to all member bands today at the point of recording, the 6th of December. Uh, So we'll get into that a little bit more in detail in the news and updates and the thoughts and feelings that surround it. But uh, yeah, we believe that this could possibly be a huge failure on behalf of the board of directors here to have a fully functioning season with five major championships has a lot of questions and uh, I don't know we'll get into it I'm sure in the news and updates Uh, but we will I think all of us here in the Big Rab Show we will be taking a bit of a step back at this point there hasn't anything been officially any no there's been no statement is what I'm trying to get to there's, RSPBA have not actually published anything yet on their socials. However, all the bands have now been notified. This letter has been given to them telling them about this prospect. And now, yeah, there's nothing on social. So we are waiting on a proper statement from the board of directors. But that hasn't come through yet. But I guess we'll wait and see. Who knows? By the time I finish recording this week's episode, there may well be a statement. <laughs> And this is already old news. But what we're going to do here in the Big Rab Show team is we're going to physically take a step back and we're going to tackle this topic in full on next week's episode. All right? So we're going to unpack it a little bit more in the news and updates for this week. But then we're going to leave it there and ask you folks then to contribute. But it's kind of inspired this week's word of the week, which is 
failure. This does seem to be quite a big failure on behalf of the board of directors not to have a full five major season in front of us. Yikes. So there you go. That's inspired this week's Word of the Week, and we will leave it there. <clears throat> yeah, now normally after Word of the Week, we would fly straight into Weekly Drone. Now, as you can imagine, following this story that was published this morning on PipesDrums.com about the indication of having only two majors this season, yeah, the floodgates opened on our Weekly Drone. And poor JD, who was supposed to be winding down for the holidays, instead is winding up. So... Yeah, I would encourage you to send in your own weekly drones on this topic. We've got a bunch of them already, and we will be gathering them in and presenting them, as we've said earlier, on next week's episode. So, if you do have your own weekly drone, where you can tell us your thoughts and feelings completely anonymously, without fear of recrimination, and yeah, we'll bring them right here to the pod, and yeah, we'll do our best to answer each one in turn and bring it to the show. So, if you would like an open microphone to voice your opinion, well, there's your opportunity. The Weekly Drone. Go to our website, thebigrabshow.com. There's a big button right at the top of the page saying Weekly Drone, and you can tell us your story, uh, warts and all, and we'll bring it here to the show next week. There you go. All right. So, there is no Weekly Drone this week because we are stockpiling them, and we will bring them all to next week's episode, which will all be dedicated to this huge story, which has absolutely rocked the piping world. And uh, we'll get into it in more detail, I guess, in the news and updates. But, uh, yeah, we're going to dedicate a full episode to this story because it really is quite huge. All right, let's move on, shall we? So that's Word of the Week done. Uh, Weekly Drone kind of glossed over until next week. And, uh, yeah, I'm going to take a wee short break at this moment. And, yeah, time to get into What's the Crack, I think. Do you wish piping could be fun again? Bagpipers around the world continue to struggle with their instrument, despite hours of hard work trying to get better. Bagpiping should be fulfilling. Your hard work should pay off. Showing improvement and the freedom to express yourself musically. Or why do it? The Dojo University believe every piper should be able to free themselves from musical frustration. Proven over more than a decade of successful teaching and accessible anywhere with an internet connection, the dojo is unlike any other bagpipe learning experience in the world. Let the dojo channel your enthusiasm into a fun and fulfilling program that will empower you with the knowledge to fall in love with piping all over again. So go to dojouniversity.com forward slash big grab and take advantage of our 30-day free trial of Dojo Premium Membership. Join the global community of students today and rediscover the fun of bagpiping. Dojouniversity.com forward slash BigRab for a 30-day free trial. What's the crack this week? Rob, what's the crack this week? Hi, Rob. What's the crack this week? Rob, 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 
Okay, well, first of all, we had a brand new pipe band album released by the East Ayrshire Pipe Band Academy. And we're going to talk about that. It is epic. <laughs> we'll unpack that. Of course, it was the Scots Trad Music Awards this past weekend as well. And we've crowned new champions, of course. Winners of the Scots Trad Music Awards. And the piping world was well represented. So we'll have to get into that too. It was the Dalesford Highland Gathering this past weekend, of course, in Victoria in Australia. And we have to talk about that. Plus, there's been tons of great solo piping from the trad and folk scene that we need to discuss as well. So many great tunes being played. We'll need to unpack that too. So, I think without further ado, let's delay no further. I think it's time for us to get into all the news and updates. McLennan Bagpipes by North Carolina artisan instrument maker Roddy McLennan from Euston, Scotland. Proud supplier of bagpipes, small pipes and chanters to Ali the Piper. One-of-a-kind instruments, crafted from the finest materials, using traditional skills for more than 30 years. Attention to detail and dedication to the highest standards of quality guarantee you a bagpipe which is more than just a musical instrument, but also a work of art. Custom made for you in a variety of wood with the widest range of profiles in the industry. Repair, restoration, replacement, refurbishment services also available. Check out BespokeBagpipes.com for more information. McLennan Bagpipes. Born in Scotland, made in the USA. Okay, let's get into the news and updates. First of all, let's talk about some of our solo pipers out there who've been having a whale of a time. Shout out to Bradley Parker. Yeah, to Ross Miller and to Matt McIsaac. And there's a, so many solo pipers out there at the moment in the trad and folk scene who are releasing all sorts of great new music. If you aren't following these folks on their socials, then you really are doing yourself a disservice. Uh, so, yeah, do yourself a favor. Go and check them out. I shout out to Kieran Ross as well, who's been doing all sorts of great music as well. You know, playing duets and everything over social media. So um, it kind of harkens back to the days when, you know, COVID-19 was a thing and the pandemic was there and people were recording themselves playing some blistering tunes and, yeah, to entertain people. And that's what's happening here. Oh, my word. I've been really enjoying some of the music here uh, by all of those amazing solo bagpipers that I've mentioned. Do yourself a favor. Go and check them out on their socials because they are churning out some really great music. So, again, going to give you a list here, but go and check them out. Bradley Parker, Ross Miller, Kieran Ross... Uh, there's so many. Uh, Matt McIsaac as well has got a brand new one as well. Yeah, there's so many. All right. But yeah, there's it's a good time to be involved in the piping world. So much great new music flying around. It's fantastic. Speaking of new music, let's get into that news story, shall we, about the brand new pipe band album release. Yes, this was by the East Ayrshire Pipe Band Academy. Epic. Yeah, so the Epic East Ayrshire Pipe Band Academy released a brand new album called Epic New Dawn. Now, managed to pick up a copy myself on the day of release, thanks to Bandcamp. And uh, this was all a full recording of their huge concert that they held on August 5th. Yeah, it seems like ages ago now, but whenever you listen to this concert... Wow, I wish I was there. What a show. So... (laughs) It turns out EPIC is actually an acronym for, and I love this, Encouragement and Praise Inspires Champions. What about that? 
I never knew that. So, yeah, the the album is just brilliant. I have to say, the talent of these young kids on display here is just brilliant. They play some, you know, some standard fare, you know, including Florida, Scotland, Scotland the Brave, things like that. But they also play some big pieces, you know, from like Mark Saul's uh, Take Me to Rio. Wow. They also play, you know, the, what do you call it, the Hallelujah from Leonard Cohen. And they also play the Ed Sheeran song. Perfect as well. So a lot of great concert pieces in here. So... Do yourself a favor. I know it sounds like a shameless plug into the mouth of the holidays, but absolutely it is. So go and check it out. The East Ayrshire Pipe Band Academy and their brand new album called Epic New Dawn. What a great venture this is. You know, teaching all these youngsters and bringing them up to such a high standard and then putting them all on stage to display it all. And then, better still, recording it and releasing it as an album. Are you kidding me? You kidding me? Yeah, so there you go. (laughs) Go and check that out. Definitely worthy adding to your collection. We'll be playing it now for the next few weeks, of course, over on Fuse FM, Balamoney. So if you're going to be tuning in the next week or two, then, yeah, be prepared. We're going to be playing tracks from this album. It's definitely a worthy listen for sure. There you are. Epic New Dawn. Get it added into your collection. Okay, next news story. Let's talk about the Trad Awards. Yep, Scott's Trad Music Awards were this past weekend. They were the 21st. Yeah, the 21st Awards, actually. Just checking my notes. And, um, yeah, everyone was in the Caird Hall in Dundee for the Trad Awards. And, yes, me, like many other people, were tuning in to watch it all live on BBC Alba. Now, yes, last year, ourselves on the Big Rab Show, we were nominated for Trad Music in the Media. And it's still one of those things that I kind of have to pinch myself to say, was that actually real? Did that happen? You know, were we in the same room as all of these incredible musicians and people? I don't know. It's it's crazy to even think that we were still we were there. Oh, madness! But that aside, watching it on the telly was more of what I was used to. Not sitting in the middle of the crowd as it was happening. That was very surreal. <laughs> I think is the word I'll use. Uh, but yeah, watching it on the telly with a cup of tea at home cheering on all of our piping folk and i it was brilliant such a great award ceremony it's very glitzy very glamorous have to say a total of 22 awards were handed out on the night with 110 nominees in total so yeah (laughs) quite a crowd of some incredibly talented people let's go through some of the award winners then shall we that well suppose for us in the piping scene that we'd be particularly interested in uh well trail west were named Live Act of the Year, first of all. Everyone knows Trail West, and I suppose I was amongst everyone. We were all wearing their headbands at one time during the year. I'm a huge Trail West fan. We play them quite a lot again on Fuse. Fantastic band. Absolutely love that. So, of course, also Pipe Band of the Year was People's Ford, Bog Hall and Bathgate. Yes, Absolutely, and I don't think anyone would deny it either. I think it was a clear favourite, I think, on the night. Uh, They seemed very chuffed to be lifting it on the night as well. There you go. Also, for our own category that we got nominated in last year, but didn't make it through this year, with Trad Music in the Media, uh, the winner was BBC Radio Scotland's Travelling Folk Programme. Yeah. Now, we were cheering for Gary West and Enjoy Your Piping. Now, Gary was nominated for that award. Unfortunately, he didn't make it to the ceremony. I think he's actually over in the States at the moment doing workshops and things like that. Uh, So, yeah, apologies, I guess, commiserations to Gary, who didn't manage to lift the the prize. But we were cheering for him. But, hey, full congratulations to the Travelling Folk Programme, because that is a, a cracker, by the way. If you haven't listened to that, yeah. 
do yourself a favour, go over to BBC Sounds and have a listen. Definitely worthy of your time. Now, I have to say, throughout the, all of the Scotch Trad Music Awards, there were some blistering performances throughout. Now, I'm not going to start naming names here of what bands you should go and check out, but suffice to say, if you were to go on to BBC iPlayer right now and look for the Trad Awards, you'll be in for a treat. Yes, it's a pretty long show, but some of the musical performances here, oh, they're just breathtaking. So... Do yourself a favour. Go along, check it out. It's definitely worthy of a watch. Now, I also have to give a shout out to Willie McCallum, who was also uh, added into the performers category of the Scottish Traditional Music Hall of Fame. There you are. So that's awarded to musicians who have altered the Scottish musical landscape for the better. And yeah, Willie McCallum, absolutely. I can't agree more. What a definite worthy candidate and eventual winner here. So, fantastic stuff. He does fill the ranks now with a bunch of other great bagpipers throughout the years, including Fred Morrison, Gary West himself, John Wilson, Murray Henderson. Uh, there's a, I don't know, there's a huge list here. Pipe Major John D. Burgess, of course, Jim Kilpatrick, Gordon Duncan, Pipe Major Ian Duncan, Roddy McLeod, Come on, there's a huge list of uh, kind of the who's who of the bagpiping world. So it's great to see Willie McCallum included in there in the Hall of Fame. There you are. Fantastic. So if you are curious at all, as I've said, you can go and watch it now. It's up there on the BBC iPlayer. And uh, yeah, fantastic. well done to all of the prize winners. I know we didn't list you here in the pod this week, but honestly, even to be in that crowd to begin with, sitting in the audience, I know what it's like now. <laughs> And it is such an incredible night and such an honour to be there. So well done to absolutely everybody. Congratulations. Oh, on a side note, apparently over 100,000 votes were cast this year. You believe that? <laughs> I don't know, 100,000 votes cast. And then that, that kind of shows that the Tratton folk scene is in a very healthy place. Yeah, Yeah, I believe so. There you go. But shout out to Hands Up for Trad and everyone there at the Scotch Trad Music Awards. What a great weekend was had there in the city of Dundee. Uh, before we step away from the uh, this, uh, this story, actually, I have to give a shout out to Davey. Go on, Davey! Davey Hunter, a uh, good mate of the show, of course, and presenter of Tartan Tunes. Uh, he was actually piping at it. He was piping outside, welcoming everybody into the venue. And he, get, he tells me on good authority that I was absolutely freezing. <laughs> Oh, so Davy, you're a brave soul uh, because yeah, I think the snow was actually falling and it was really windy and icy there in Dundee. So shout out to Davy who managed to continue playing tunes in the absolute freezing cold, welcoming people into the Caird Hall in Dundee. Shout out to you, Davy. You're you're an absolute legend, mate. <laughs> All right, let's move on to another news story, shall we? Okay, I haven't mentioned it yet, but let's talk about the elephant in the room, shall we? What we've already talked about, and the inspiration behind this week's Word of the Week, which is failure. Yeah, a story today was published on Pipestrums.com at the point of recording this on the 6th of December. The story was published on Pipestrums.com about a letter that was issued from the RSPBA chairman, Kevin Riley, to all member bands of the RSPBA. Now, you can go and read this story now, and was provided by an anonymous source. Now, to read this letter... Yeah, it's all up there, but I'm going to read it anyway. So it says, To members of the RSPBA, I said I would get a message to you as soon as it became clear to the board of directors the situation regarding major championships in the 2024 season. At this moment in time, I can only confirm we have the Scottish Championships, which are in Levengrove Park in Dumbarton on the 27th of July, 
and the World Championships in Glasgow Green on the 16th and 17th of August. We kind of knew that already. But he goes on to say, I can imagine the disappointment that this will bring to many of our outstanding bands who support the RSPBA year on year. It is very disappointing to the board of directors who have worked tirelessly to secure major championships. For the last two years, we have been working with many local authorities and private entities, not only in Scotland, but England, Ireland and ERA. There you are. As you are aware, many local authorities are finding the money situation as difficult as everyone else. And they tell us they don't have the disposable income to commit to 2024. Many of the meetings we have had are looking towards local authorities hosting major championships in 2025, 26 and onwards. And we will continue to be involved in these discussions. One local authority has indicated they won't be able to tell us until January 2024 if they intend on hosting a major championship. The board of directors have a group in place to look at some alternatives for the 2024 season. More information will be distributed when I have it. All the very best for 2024 season. Have a Merry Christmas and a prosperous New Year, Kevin Riley. I'm going to leave that there. That's where we're going to leave this story, okay? Now, we're doing this deliberately, okay? Before anyone comes at me, we're leaving this story deliberately right now. This is the story as it's been published on pipesdrums.com. This is a letter that's been posted out to pipe bands. This is not an official statement by RSPBA on social media to the general masses. This was provided to pipesdrums.com through an anonymous source. Now, I have to be honest here, ourselves in the Big Rab Show, we also received that same letter from multiple anonymous sources, all right? So we were aware that this was happening, that this letter went out to member bands, and yeah, that this was the situation. However, we didn't feel better placed to kind of publish it. However, Pipes Drums did. Uh, so it's out there now, I guess. So now RSPBA are in a position where they now have to put together a public statement talking about this situation, I guess. So we will wait and see on that front. So how we're going to tackle this, folks? This is such a huge bit of news. I can't tell you just how uh, earth-shattering this is for the piping scene. Like This is... Possibly one of the biggest stories we've ever tried to cover here. Now, we've covered some big ones in the past. <laughs> oh, have we ever? Yeah, we found ourselves embroiled in one of the big controversies one year. Do you remember? Hashtag Streamgate when they were trying to ban live streaming online. That was a thing. And then also the headquarters redevelopment. Do you remember that one? Hasn't really quite gone away, that one, either. It's still sort of rumbling in the background, I guess. But, uh, yeah, that story was huge at the time as well. And uh, now we have this. <clears throat> Two majors next year, folks. Two. So we're going to leave that there. We want to know your opinions on this, all right? Rather than us trying to give you our opinions and putting thoughts in your head, what we want... We want to hear your voice on this, okay? Now, this story, as I say, has been published on pipestrums.com. You can go and have a read at it and draw your own conclusions, as we always advise. However, there has been a bit of a social media storm following this. The social media commentary on our socials, on Pipestrums' socials, it's been everywhere since this story dropped today. It's been crazy 
So many strong opinions being thrown around all over the place and everyone swearing blind that they are right. It's very difficult to kind of get down to the bare bones as to what actually is the story here. Because, uh, you know, when everybody is right and everybody is an expert on the topic, then who do you listen to when everyone is shouting at the same time? (laughs) It's a difficult one. This honestly has huge, I mean huge, repercussions for our bagpiping scene going forward. Competitive pipe bands, I think, are now at a bit of a crossroads. Competitive piping and drumming, something, I don't know what it is, but something has to or something will change following this. Two major championships in 2024. The board of directors here have a wealth of questions to answer, I guess. And we are in a position right now uh, where we have time to gather our thoughts, I guess, and gather our questions together. Now, of course, ourselves in Big Rab Show, we have been doing our homework here and... Yes, of course. We have reached out to RSPBA HQ and asked them for anyone who was able to provide a comment for our show tonight or even our show next week as we tackle this huge topic. So far, nothing. Bupkiss. Now, that's no surprise. That happens to us before. We send in countless bits of correspondence and they just, yeah, they, they get chucked in the bin or the recycling or something. Uh, but, yeah, no one ever sees them. No one ever an- answers them. Every now and again, you see them pop up in minutes where the board of directors do talk about it. And they say, hey, Big Rob emailed us about something. Uh, Don't worry about him. (laughs) So, hey, right now, if anyone on the board of directors is listening, and I do know a good number of you do, if anyone out there in the RSPBA board of directors, any volunteers with the association, or anyone at all that wants to talk to us about this situation before we tackle it in depth on next week's episode please do get in contact with us. Our email box is always is always open. You can contact us at any time. BigRabShow at gmail.com. That address again, BigRabShow at gmail.com. If you do want to keep your comments and queries and all that kind of stuff off the record, absolutely. You can let us know, but please put it in bold or put it along the top of your email. Not to be broadcast okay because yeah we do honor our sources you know as we did say earlier we did receive the same letter that was issued out to member bands but we received it from anonymous sources and we will not disclose those sources ever all right so if you do have any thoughts questions notes or anything that you would like us to include in next week's episode as we unpack this then do get in contact with us even i have to say if you don't want to email us you can always weekly drone you know, we're going to get JD to read out your thoughts and opinions on this. What are your thoughts on this, folks? Five major championships every year was the norm. And now it's looking, we're getting two. Two out of five. I'm going to leave that one there. As I said, we're dedicating all of next week's episode to this. So if you have any thoughts, questions, queries, notes that we want to include, then... Send them in to us. BigRabShow at gmail.com. That address again. BigRabShow at gmail.com. Yeah, help us put next week's episode together. It's going to be a doozy. Uh, But we definitely want to reflect the voice of the piping folk. We do pride ourselves on being the show for the piping folk. So let your voice be heard, folks. Yeah. (laughs) Let us know your opinion on this one. And we'll bring it to next week's episode. All right. There you go. 
I can't make it any more plain than that. But we're not going to delve any further into that topic until it develops a little further and we hear your opinions on this. All right, there you go. Let's move on. Next news story. Let's talk about the Vale of Athol, shall we? Now, there's a bit of good news, actually, from the Mighty Vale. Now, thank goodness, it kind of perked us up a little bit. Give us a bit of good news. (laughs) Well, the Vale of Athol Pipe Band put it out on their social media just last week that they have a brand new pipe major in place. Go on, the Vale! Yes, after four amazing years, Mark Stewart has decided to step down as pipe major of the Grade 3A band. Yeah, so yeah, we bid Mark a fond farewell, and in his place will be the brand new pipe major, Kyle Howey. Go on, Kyle! Now, we've been a huge fan of Kyle Howey's music for the longest time, and of course we've been plugging his YouTube channel now, it seems to be every year. And, well, just this past month he's been doing Movember, tune every single day, and he's just released um, a video which he's called a Mega Mix, which I think is a great title. But every single tune, all in one video. So it's brilliant. <laughs> it's so good. So shout out to Kyle and, yeah, the brand new pipe major at the Vale of Athol Pipe Band. Now, in his statement here, uh, he says, quote, It's an honour to be asked by the chair of the Vale of Athol to step up to the role of pipe major. This is an historic band, and I'm pleased to be following in the footsteps of Mark Stewart, Adrian Cram, Andy Rennick, and Ian Duncan. And I'd like to thank Mark for a brilliant couple of seasons there for his leadership. And I'm excited to now start working with lead drummer David Richardson, Pipe Sergeant Jamie Falconer, and the rest of the band as the 2024 season approaches. Now, isn't this exciting? Wow, I oh man, I can't wait to see the veil next year. Uh, so I don't know the the veil have been really exciting this last few years, especially with things like tune selection. I really enjoyed their medley performances this past year. Twenty twenty three has been a good year for the veil. Uh, so this new appointment of pipe major did come as a bit of a surprise to me. If I'm honest, I did think Mark was doing a cracking good job, but this is really exciting to see Kyle at the helm of the mighty veil. So. I don't know. Will we be keeping a very keen eye on the veil next year? You betcha. Absolutely. Now, do you know one thing? Um, I'm a huge fan of Kyle Howey's YouTube work. And I honestly think he has a real eye for video and can produce some real entertaining stuff. So I do hope that Kyle keeps up with the YouTube stuff, you know, and actually gives us some insight into what it's like to be a pipe major of a top grade 3A band. So, Kyle, I'm going to plant that wee acorn with you there, you know. Don't quite set the camera down uh, as well as, you know, having the pipes under your arm, buddy. It'll be great. It'll be great. Good stuff. But, yeah, full congratulations to Kyle Howe. And, yeah, best wishes to everyone there at the Vale of Athol Pipe Band. That's a very exciting appointment right there. And, hey, who knows what music that will bring next season. Oh, I can't wait. That's going to be dead exciting, that. <laughs> so, before we get into our next news story, just have to give a shout out to Livingston Caledonian Pipe Band, uh, who, yeah, their fundraiser is now ended. So, for those of you who drew numbers and everything, and yeah, it's it's done now, all right? They've chosen the winners, and that's all announced now up on their socials. Uh, so, yeah, congratulations to everyone who lifted prizes, and a special congratulations to Livingston Caledonia Pipe Band for raising all that money. 
I'm sure that'll help now, you know, with instruments, uniforms, all that stuff, and getting that band off the ground. And, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing them in the circle next year for sure. So shout out to Livingston, Caledonia. Looking forward to seeing you next year, folks. Okay, I have to give another, a bit of a plug here, really, for the Macmillan Pipe Band, who put out an announcement there just a while ago about an upcoming concert that's happening. Yeah, the 10th of February, just next year. It's going to be in the Black Rock Centre for the Arts. Uh, so, yeah, shout out to Macmillan. And they're calling the concert Meeting of the Waters. Oh, I love that. So anyone who's interested in grabbing tickets, you can go and grab them now. Uh, they are available through the Black Rock Centre box office, so you can go and grab them. So shout out to the Macmillan Pipe Band. Now, also joining them on stage as well will be special guests, including... Uh, let me see, the US National Scottish Fiddle Champion, Sean Healy, and All-Ireland Singing Champion, Kevin Elam. Oh, baby! Now, I do know Kevin's music, actually. I don't know Sean too well, so I'm going to have to check out his music, but I definitely know of Kevin's music. And Yeah, what a voice. So there you go. Shout out to Macmillan. That's very exciting. So that's on the 10th of February next year at the Meeting of the Waters concert. Hmm, good stuff. Shout out to Macmillan. So, yes, as things are kind of quietening down here in the competition front here in the UK, uh, as we're going through our winter months, well, things down under in Australia are certainly certainly starting to open up, I guess. There was a competition this past weekend there in Victoria, in Dalesford. And, yeah, I don't know. The, the standard of play here, I don't know. The Dalesford Highland Gathering did not disappoint. I have to give a huge shout out to Black Bear. If you're not following Black Bear on social media, you really should be, uh, because they produce some incredible videos of the pipe in action there in Australia. I have to give a special mention to the Hawthorne Pipe Band, who came first in the medley competition in Grade 1. They were on fire, man. I I don't know what they've been doing. But they've been preparing with gusto. That band sounded incredible. <laughs> okay. Uh, so there's competition all the way through the grades from 4B up to grade 1. and Definitely worthy of your attention. If you do have time to watch some of the action happening, uh, go and check out that medley run by Hawthorne. Oof, that was such a good run. Uh, but also shout out to the City of Melbourne pipe bands, who I really enjoyed listening to. I don't know, it's something about their performance. Also, there was a Grade 3 performance by the City of Adelaide Pipe Band. Uh, I have a note here, their Grade 3 medley. I think they finished up second in the medley in Grade 3, but I really enjoyed it, though, especially the drumming. So, fantastic stuff. There you go. Right, let's move on. But I just wanted to point you in the direction there of Black Bear, who have managed to upload every performance. So a huge shout-out to Black Bear. Thank you for catching all of those. Uh, But yeah, the Dalesford Highland Gathering, which was in Dalesford in Victoria this past weekend, such great competition. Now, not only were the bands in the circle, but also the Street March competition was filmed as well by Black Bear. And I I really enjoy watching the Street March. I don't know what it is. This seems to be something really quite unique to competitions in Australia and New Zealand that I really wish that we would do here in the UK. I don't even think they do it in the US, or do they? I don't think they do. Uh, but yeah, the Street March competition, such a great added element to competition. And yeah, I don't know, it can be very competitive. There's a lot of things being considered here when you know the Street March competition is underway. Marching, deportment, quality of the tune, there's so much taken in. So, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's a fantastic competition. Uh, so go and check that out. Thanks to Black Bear again for adding all of those videos on socials. Go and have a watch at it. Fantastic. All right. 
So to wrap up everything with the news and updates again, there's so many pipe bands out there that are lighting Christmas trees all across the globe. All right, now I'm not going to give you a shout out this week because last week I did miss out some names. And yes, you guessed it, I got some listener mail complaining. Oh, Rob, you didn't shout out our boys. And sure, we were out in the cold weather switching on a tree as well. Yes, there was so many of you, I couldn't mention you all. (laughs) And I'm not going to even try, okay? There's just way too many pipe bands that have been out engaging in their local community, lighting Christmas trees and switching the lights on in their hometown and village and all of that, all across the world. It's been so good to see pipe bands engaging like this in local communities. It's such a great, uh, well, number one, it could be a fundraiser for a band who get an appearance fee, but also it's a great advertisement for our piping world because we've heard so many stories of people who attend parades or events like this and they see a pipe band and go, oh, I like that. I, I fancy having a go at that. Yeah, and then next thing you know, we have... Some of the most incredibly talented bagpipers, yeah, who just happened to see a band at a parade one day and said, I want to try that. So, yeah, you are definitely doing the piping world a service if you're out piping in the freezing cold, lighting a Christmas tree. (laughs) So there you go. Shout out to you all. There's too many of you to mention, okay? But if you have been out in your local community, then shout out to you guys. Fantastic. All right. Well, you guessed it. At this point in the show, I guess it's time for me to go and get myself a big cup of tea. Yeah, it's time for the topic of the week. Wallace Bagpipes. Quality, pride and passion. Made in Scotland. Proud bagpipe supplier to the Red Hot Chili Pipers. Visit wallacebagpipes.com for more information or contact your nearest dealer. Ah yes, time for topic of the week. And this week's topic is a little bit different from previous. Yeah, we're kind of branching away from some of the competitive bagpipe and stuff into something that's slightly more interesting for those out there who have an ear to the trad and folk scene. And also for those out there who would love to put pen to paper and possibly start composing their own tunes. Yeah, bear with this. This is quite an interesting interview here. We have a fiddle player, composer, tutor, singer-songwriter, the the list goes on. We have Lissa Schneckenberger joining us on the show this week. And, yeah, she has some really incredible insight into the world of composition and, uh, yeah, understanding the world of putting pen to paper and writing for the first time. So this is for you composers out there. But also, we want to draw a lot of parallels from the trad and folk scene and also our competitive bagpiping scene, of which there are many. So, let's get into it. Let's welcome Lisa to the show. Welcome to the podcast. Lisa, how are you doing? 
I'm great. Thank you so much for having me. Good. good. Well, if anything, I'm going to let you introduce yourself, first of all, because I'm sure there may be those out there who may not be aware of you or your music or all of your work. Uh, so do you want to tell us a bit about yourself, first of all? Uh, sure. Yeah, I am Lissa Schneckenberger. I am a traditional fiddle player and folk singer and uh, comp- composer from the Northeast uh, States. I currently live in Vermont and um, have had uh, a love of all kinds of fiddle music, but primarily have played uh, New England style fiddle and a little bit of Scottish and Irish um, throughout my career, which has then, uh, of course, really influenced all of my uh, new music that I've written, both instrumental and vocal music is um, heavily influenced by the traditional music scene. So I see. Um, and hence the reason we have you on this week's show. Yeah. (laughs) So, well, I wanted to talk about, well, you have a wealth of albums and a great back catalogue of all sorts of incredible tunes and suites of music that you've composed. It's been quite a lot of work over this last while from yourself, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I'm, I guess I've, I've, I've put, recorded a lot. I, I love, I actually really love, uh, I love making music. I love performing. I love touring and I love recording. And so um, it's uh it's a hard business to be in. I'm sure if there's any professional musicians out there, they can understand it's, it's, um it's definitely a labor of love. And I, I just, really enjoy making records as many as i can afford to make basically (laughs) there you go yeah that can be an expensive business for sure yeah so i need to ask you then about composition we've a lot of pipers that would be listening to our show each week and a lot of them would love to put pen to paper to start composing a tune but i think the number one question that we get is they have no idea where to start you know, people would love to start buying the gadgets and the gizmo, you know, the software and all of this kind of stuff. But that's really not where it should stem from, is it? So yeah. what's, what's your approach? Oh, boy. Well, so when I teach, um, I have a number of private students and I do a lot, of, a lot of workshops on this kind of thing. And when I teach composition, especially to traditional musicians, I have a couple of different um, exercises that I have people start with. And they can be, um, you might call them like writing prompts or mm. uh, just little, some, it's a, base, a, bis, a bit of basic structure that then gets the creative juices flowing. So the first thing to do is to first just state that writing music is just like anything else. The more you do it, the more practice you practiced you are at it, the better you are at it. So yeah. when I am writing music for an album, I write every single day and I will write tons and tons and tons and tons of repertoire. So, you know, you assume that for any album with like 10 songs on it, at least 30, 40, 50 songs. Wow. Yeah. As many as that. Yeah. I just, I mean, I just, I just write, 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 because you want to put out your best work and um, it's, it's just like anything else that you might practice. You do it every single day and some days you're going to have a really great day and other days it's going to be a little bit harder Mm. and you kind of have to ride that ebb and flow and just stay consistent. And, um, you know, over time, over a month or two, you really will definitely end up with a couple of gems, a, a few compositions that you enjoy. Um, but that's the first thing that I, I love to tell people is that uh, practice helps <laughs> do it every single day if you really want to write. Um, or if you've never done it before, and you just want to try it out, try it every day for a week and just see what comes up. 
There you um, go. Yeah. And, and that could be quite a challenge for some folks because I, I know that what happens a lot of players is frequently is that they're used to playing everybody else's repertoire. But yeah, whenever they come to start making up their own, it's really quite daunting. And folk will yeah. get like kind of, I don't know, sort of, oh God, where do I start? Oh, do I start on an E on an F? You know, and then they just do don't do? know where to go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, so for folks that aren't curious about this whole, you know, practicing thing, I actually have a free five-day practice challenge on my website at lissafiddle.com. People can sign up and they get a daily, you know, motivation, inspiration, practice tips, and it could be used for practicing your instrument or practicing ear training or practicing mm. composition. So um, one of the other things that I always tell people, one of the, one of the prompts that I use for writing is, um, just as an example, is I will encourage people to do a lot of uh, listening and observation and make um, some notes about what they love and what they don't love. So you Mm. might have like a favorite tunes list going with a couple of little notes on each tune saying like, oh, I love, I love where the, I love where the last phrase of the B part ends up or For this one, I love the chord changes in the second half of the A part, um, that kind of thing. And when you have a few different tunes that you admire or songs or whatever, um, one of the prompts can be, how can you take a little element of the thing you like and turn it into something new? Um, So, for example, um, one of the one of the tunes that I wrote for my last album I stole a series of chord changes from a Motown song. Oh, cool, yeah. <laughs> it was a song that I, I actually didn't like. The, the, the lyrics were, um, were kind of bumming me out. But the, the chord changes, the chord progression was really, really great. And I thought it started on a, I think it started on a, a, a G minor, went to C minor. And I thought, that's a really cool progression. What can I do with it? And I actually used that progression on, I ended up generating... Uh, two different songs and one tune, one instrumental fiddle tune uh, inspired by the chord changes. And some of them I liked and some of them I didn't like, but it's just an idea that you can just kind of get, get going. Or uh, maybe let's say if you like um, a particular, um, like a particular passage with an, with a, an octave jump, you're like, Oh, this is so cool that it goes from low to high really quickly. How can I do that? Maybe I'll start in a different key, but I'll keep that same octave jump in a new key. I see. I see. Well, I know with Highland pipes, we don't have that option of changing up oh. octaves and everything, <laughs> but we can absolutely take inspiration from the trad and folk scene. It's well something we've been you know, experiencing a lot over the last 10, 15 years is that pipers are absolutely pinching tunes from the folk scene and playing them now on Highland Pipes. So are you seeing that a lot, even in the folk scene, you know, that that people like stealing ideas and, you know, tunes and stuff from each other, I guess. Um, You know, well, yeah, I mean, it's such a, it's, it's an oral tradition and a very social tradition, right? Like that's for me, I'm sure this isn't, I'm not alone, but for me, that's why I play, music and certainly why I play traditional music is because it's social and it's really fun and I just love the community and I love um all that social interaction that you get that surrounds the music so when you get a big group of people together and they're all playing music and so you know having fun it is inevitable that you're going to rub off on each other (laughs) there you go yeah I love that analogy yeah 
for sure. And it's, I mean, honestly, it's it's. I feel like fiddlers have been stealing pipe tunes for 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 you know hundreds of years. So it's good that yeah. it goes both ways. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah, it's. Yeah, I was going to say vice versa. Yeah, it's always kind of that two way street. So, yeah, I was going to ask you then, as a composer, um, what. Have you ever heard any of your tunes being played in the wild and thought to yourself, wow, I've never heard it like that. That sounds amazing. Have you ever thought heard that? Yeah, yeah, a couple of times. Although um, every once in a while I'll hear, so I one of my more, I guess my tunes that has gotten farther afield is one that I wrote for my grandmother. It's called Mona's. Um, I recorded it years ago and then it, it ended up in a couple of tune books. And every once in a while I'll hear it out and I'll go, oh, that's a new version. <laughs> I think, ah, oh, it's a real traditional, that's a real, the real folk process. It's going on and on. Um, I'd say even more commonly, there's actually a song that I wrote that has been um, really traveling around the world. Um, the, a song that I wrote for an acapella chorus called Hope Lingers On. And that um, I've, that actually blows my mind because I've gotten to hear it performed by all kinds of different groups from around the world big big acapella choirs small choirs little little groups that's um i can't even believe that that's actually real <laughs> when i yeah. hear that stuff i'm like it's wait a, it's bound to be kind of a you know a pinch yourself kind of moment going wow that, that that's my tune that's that's my song yeah it's, it's bound to be special yeah 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 it really i mean it's it's i'm very lucky there you go. So I, well, I have to ask then, you did mention it about being an oral tradition, and it absolutely is, and we're well used to it in the piping scene. Uh, but what we're noticing of late is that a lot more pipers are being taught by what I call the dots on the page. All right. Sheet music is king. I know. But and whenever I was learning in like the 80s and stuff, it was always word of mouth. You know, you would have, you would have been sung a part or something or shown how to play it. Mm-hmm. And I, I think we're kind of losing that nowadays. I, I don't. Oh. What's your opinion on that? I don't. I guess I haven't. I think with the places where I tend to teach and perform, I don't think it is necessarily being lost as an oral tradition. Mm. Um, however, there is always this push and pull where you know you have a a music. Uh, festival or a Highland Games or you know a big gathering and mm-hmm. there's a whole bunch of people that are playing tunes in an oral tradition and they're you know they're in a session and they're having a great time and then there's a few people on the outskirts that just feel really left out because they don't know what to do yeah. and um and I feel that's been my experience more often than not and and it's it's really it's become really important to me to be able to pull those folks in and be able to help them access mm. the music because that's what we all want anyway, is to play together. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I actually, I have a video course uh, specifically on how to learn by ear if, if you haven't before. So if people want to check it out. Um, I see. Learning that, by ear. It is an important skill. You know, it absolutely is. Uh, especially like for, for those of us that are playing competitively in a band where you need to listen to other musicians around you. It might not be a skill that a lot of folk have developed whenever they're first learning. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's something that you could work on, I guess. How would you work on it yourself, you know? Um, well, well, again, I guess I always start by saying it's all about practice. You got to do it yeah. every day. Um, and I often, um, I have people break things down into super, super, super small pieces, like much smaller than you might 
imagine. Um, like I, for example, will separate rhythmic information and pitch information. So when you're learning mm. a whole tune, you get everything all at once. It's maybe like, I don't know, yeah. two to four measures worth of music, just stream of, you know, just like, blah, 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 in real time. You're like, what? What just happened? <laughs> yeah. So, I break it down way, 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 way slower than that. And we just do say a bunch of call and response rhythms on one note. You just listen to rhythms and you just get in the habit of like listening, responding, listening, responding, listening, responding. And that can be that practice of, of getting into that, um, that flow can be a good first step um, and then separate out pitch information. So then you just start by talking about, the relationship between two notes that's it just two pitches mm -hmm. so somebody plays a b a b flat or an a and then you play a second mystery note and you just figure out is it higher or lower that's like the the most simple exercise yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like one of those subconscious things if somebody's learning a tune at speed by ear they are thinking about those things very quickly subconsciously you're mm. thinking Oh, how do these notes lay out? What is the pattern? How, how does it, you know, what's the topography of the tune? Um, and so when someone is learning at the very beginning of getting to get their ears working, just thinking about the relationship between two notes is a good starter. Good starting point. Oh, that's really sound advice there for sure. Thank you. Uh, so have you got any tips then for anyone listening right now who, and I know there will be people listening right now are going, Oh, Rob, don't mention me. I won't give your name. Um, but, <laughs> <laughs> but there have been those people that have been saying, I'd love to compose my own stuff, but I'm just so nervous to put pen to paper. Um, I think if anything, it's a fear of what others will think of mm. their composition, you know? So I, I, that's my opinion, but I want to know if you have any words of kind of, I don't know, advice for those venturing out to compose their first tune. I mean, don't worry so much about everyone else. Just find something that you love. And of course that can be challenging because we all are, have our own inner, inner critic, but yeah. um, if you're doing a lot of listening and you've got your favorite albums, your favorite bands, you're listening to tons and tons of music and you, you know, you get a sense for like, Oh, I really like this kind of tune. I really like this, this rhythm. I like these, these notes, these combinations, these patterns. Then um, when you start to generate and write yourself, you'll recognize when you like something and when you don't, when you don't. And I, like I always that. tell people, it is not a big deal if you write something you don't like, because you can do it again tomorrow and you'll write something else. <laughs> and then go. the next day you write something else. It's like, you know, it's, it kind of takes the pressure off. You don't have to be perfect. Every single thing you write doesn't have to be amazing. You just have yeah. to do it and have fun and then say, oh, I like this. I think I'll, maybe I'll work on this a little bit. I really like the A part. Maybe I'll do a different B part next time or whatever. There you go. Yeah. And from what we've heard as well is that writing is not something that you can actively kind of sit down and say, right, today I'm writing a stress bay and that's it. But for some people, it just happens. There could be a traffic light and they get a, a theme just comes into their head out of nowhere. Um, has that been your experience or do you like, actively sit down to write every day uh both both, but both so, yeah yeah so sometimes i'll get that spontaneous inspiration and it's really fun and you know an idea comes to you mm. you know this has happened to me in the middle of the night like i'll wake up and i'll be like ah i gotta write that down oh, wow. um, <laughs> definitely like in the car lots and lots of songs written in the car i'm like i'm the person driving around with like my phone like dictating voice memos <laughs> <laughs> um, but 
also like there's months go by when that doesn't happen. And so the regular daily practice is actually essential because that's when I, um, I kind of hone my ability to write well and to write the things that I enjoy. And I also spend that time, if I write every day, I'll spend that time kind of editing and fine tuning some of those raw ideas. Mm. Um, so if you have a great idea in the middle of the night, you write it down, you wake up the next morning, and you're like, what was I thinking? <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, you could use your, your daily practice or composition time to kind of suss out what, what did you like about it? And do you want to keep it? Do you want to keep some of it? Do you want to, you know, adjust it or add on to it at all? Yeah. Ah, uh, there you go. That's fascinating to me. The whole process of writing music is just a mystery to me. It, yeah, but ah. it's, it's fantastic. Yeah. No, so, I heard. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was going to say thank you for such great advice. You know. And, oh yeah. Yeah. So I was going to ask them: Do you have any kind of points of contact or reference for folks to kind of check you out, check your music out, and for any of your available courses? Yeah. Thanks for asking. Um, my website is the best place to go. It's lissafiddle dot com. That's L-I-S-S-A-F-I-D-D-L-E dot com. So nobody has to spell Schneckenberger. <laughs> um, Lissafiddle.com. And there you will find um, the free five-day practice challenge, the learning by ear video series, and um, also my contact info. Um, and if people are wanting to reach out and say hello, you can email me or find me on Instagram and say, you know, ask questions about songwriting or tune writing or whatever else i'm kind of i'm excited to hear from people there you go so be prepared for a whole pile of bagpipers then to contact you <laughs> and asking tons of questions <laughs> i get excited. I really love the bagpipes and every time i play highland games it's like such a it's such a fun little um playful uh uh you know comp- competitive thing there with oh, between yeah. the pillars and the pipers <laughs> yeah yeah oh, i've noticed that mm-hmm. that's yeah. it but the, the two worlds are so similar in terms of you know both an intonation as well like have you ever heard yeah. a fiddle played with a set of pipes it's just perfect you know yeah so uh, yeah i'm all for it so i have to say a huge thank you for joining us on the pod this week and again for anyone who wants that information and to go and check it out you can go and check it on the show notes right now there you go thank you so much for joining us this week i really appreciate your time thank you thank you for having me Such a fascinating insight. Now, Lissa, honestly, is a fantastic composer. If you haven't heard any of her music, well, you just heard a couple of wee clips of it there. Uh, but honestly, go and check her out. Our website's uh, linked in the show notes right now. So it's lissafiddle.com. Go and check it out. There's all her albums, all of her music across all the platforms on the socials and whatnot. Go and check it out. So, uh, yeah, tons of great information there. And I'm sure anyone out there right now who has ever been tempted to put pen to paper and hasn't made that jump then hopefully this episode will give you some courage to do just that. There you go. Right. That's it, folks. Yeah, well, for another Big Rab Show podcast, another one is in the can. Yeah, huge shout-out to Lissa for joining us this week. Again, be sure to check out our website, lissafiddle.com. Definitely worthy of your time to check out, for sure. 
Alrighty. Alright, I am out the door. Thank you everyone for downloading this week and each and every week. And don't forget, with each and every Big Rab Show podcast, we always manage to plug it, don't we? Yeah, our Patreon page. Like every other pod out there, yes, we have a Patreon. So, if you would like to get your mitts on tons of extra stuff, including some exclusive interviews, performances, all of that good stuff, it's all up there now on the Big Rab Show on Patreon. So yeah, click on support and be part of the Patreon faithful. Okay. That's it, another podcast done, and we will catch up with you again next week for even more bagpiping shenanigans, as we're here each and every week, I guess. So, yeah, good luck with your Christmas shopping, those of you who are shopping right now. Don't forget our episode, The 12 Products of Christmas. (laughs) Good word of advice there. All right, folks, I'm away. I'll see you all in the next episode. Until then, all the best. That's it for another Big Rab Show podcast. Thanks so much for downloading this week. And a special thank you to our sponsor, G1 Reads. Played by bands around the world, they are the champion's choice. Check out g1reads.com for all of your piping needs. Don't forget to check out thebigrabshow.com to be kept up to date with all of the latest news and views from around the piping world. And also, check us out on Patreon for five bucks a month. You can get your hands on tons of extra pipe and goodness and be a part of the Patreon faithful. So, until next week, folks, we'll see you right here on the Big Rab Show podcast. All the best. (laughs) 